This episode contains brief mentions of suicide. Listener discretion is advised. I just want to give a quick shout out to my homie and best buddy, Carrie, who just launched her travel app called Trips Pilot. It makes customized travel guides based on your travel personality. So wherever you want to go, you just pick from one of six travel personalities, tap a button, and boom, you got your whole trip planned. Check it out. Available on Google Play Store now and App Store next month. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Status Alternative Podcast. My name is Brittany, and on today's episode, I will be discussing a couple of manga that I have gotten into, like really, really gotten big into over this past couple of months. So I know it's been a minute since I've talked about anime and manga. I feel like with this podcast, I've gone in like a couple of different directions, if you will, as far as like me going against what it is I was originally planning on talking about on this podcast. When in actuality, I feel like I'm just going to be talking about whatever I want, and that makes it more fun. So with that, all that being said and all that fun stuff, uh, I will be talking about um, Spy Family, Undead Unluck, Die Dark, Chainsaw Man, Kaiju Number 8, Gangsta, Gangsta Cursed, Black Lagoon, and Fire Force. So all of them are pretty unique in their own rights and ways in uh, their stories and characters. And I'll be just giving a quick summary of each of these books that I got into. So let's start with Spy Family. So Spy Family, I recently found out about by listening to the Color Folk and Anime podcast or the CFA podcast. They're also on Anchor. You can listen to them. I highly recommend them. They're hilarious. Um, I recently found out about them um not the podcast I searched out but uh Spy Family. So Spy Family is about this spy named Twilight who lives in this like sort of it's kind of set like based in like the 1950s kind of Cold War themed esque where you have the east and the west um kind of like the uh stuff that was going on in Berlin with East Berlin and East Germany and all that stuff. So um, basically you have him and he's like one of the greatest spies and he's world renowned, not world renowned, but he's just like one of the like top tier spies. He's really good at his job. And with his job, they need him to infiltrate this like this really classy like type of elementary school for like gifted kids. And he needs to assume the identity of a parent. And he also needs to get married and have a child in order to infiltrate infiltrate this really top tier uh, fancy school, which completely takes him off guard because he's so used to working alone. He's very focused. He's so like, I always have plans. Like my plans have plans. Like I'm very much not trying to get caught up in any type of trouble and I don't need my plans to go a like haywire in the events of like depending on other people. So in this, he ends up adopting this young girl whose name is Anya. Now Anya is there's something different about Anya, and let me get into that. So with Anya, under Anya doesn't um how do I phrase this? Okay, Anya's a telepath. 
So Anya was sent to this orphanage. She escaped a, a, a facility that was testing on her that gave her these these uh, abilities, these kind of superpowers, if you will. And she's able to read minds. So in um, who Twilight, who's now going under the name Lloyd Forger, he ends up uh, trying to find a child. So he goes to an adoption uh, he goes to an orphanage and it's a pretty bad orphanage. It looks like their kids are not being well taken care of and they kind of fend for themselves. And he sums upon Anya, who says that she's six years old. She's really, really smart and she wants to get adopted by Lloyd, not knowing that she read his mind and she knows that he's a spy. And she's a big fan of this TV series called Bond Man, who's like basically a spy and she's into that type of stuff. So, he ends up adopting her under the impression that she's six years old. Now, a couple of fans of the show have kind of determined that maybe she is lying about her age. She seems a little bit small for a six-year-old, so she could be anywhere between the age of four and five. So then, um, there's another aspect to in gaining entry into this prestigious academy. Uh, he has to get married. So... Lloyd has had relationships with women and it's mostly been like kind of loveless. It's one-sided. It's usually the get, it's usually a game to get to a mission or something like that. So in him trying to find a wife, he stumbles upon a woman named your Briar. Uh, he's at a clothing store trying to get Anya fitted for her, um, uh, uniform to go to this academy and in doing so, he she calls in because she needs to get her dress like retailored or something like that. And he at first didn't notice she was behind him. She kind of just popped up without him even seeing her. And he is intrigued by it. So much so that Anya hears her thoughts and she realizes that Anya realizes that Yor is actually an assassin and her code name is Twilight Uh. Thorn Princess. So when Yor was younger, she ascent, she um her parents ended up dying because it was a war or something like that, something akin to that. But Yor had to take care of her brother. So at her young age, I believe it was probably they don't really delve into it just yet. Um, unless you read the manga and you read it from like different websites or everything. But I currently have like volume seven. And they haven't delved into, like, your backstory yet. But judging by, like, a couple of flashbacks that are seen in the volumes that I've read, I think your was probably, like, 12 or 13 when she decided to become an assassin to help protect uh, Yuri as well as get them money. And she's really good at it. She's very adept to poisons and stuff like that. So she is now still doing that while also working a day job. And the only person that knows about this is Anya because she read her mind. So Anya, so Yor and Lloyd meet and they decide to come up with a plan. Yor decides to pretend to be Lloyd's fake wife because the narrative he was going with was that Lloyd and Anya, like Anya is Lloyd's daughter and that's his daughter from a previous marriage because the wife recently passed away and Yor is going to assume the role of Anya's stepmother. So, and they try and fool a bunch of people and it also helps because Yor is single at the time and it's kind of a bit suspicious around their community that she's still single. Um, there's very much that sort of like oh, you'll be caught by the secret police if you exhibit any type of suspicious behavior and stuff like that. 
So they assume the identities of the Briar, the Forger family, and they assume this like sort of mild mannered family. But the thing is, they're all harboring a secret. Lloyd doesn't know that Anya is a telepath, and he doesn't know that Yor's a assassin. Yor doesn't know that um, uh, Lloyd is a spy, and that Anya is a telepath. And Anya is the only one that knows that Yor is a telepath. Basically, Anya is the only one that's harboring a secret. And everybody else doesn't know what the secret is. So eventually you got to think this is like this is like one of those animes where it's like everyone's harboring a secret and you don't know how everyone else is going to react. Like, you know that like on the outside, especially as American viewers who watch like all these type of shows, you kind of hope like, oh, in the end, Lloyd's going to fall in love with uh, your and they're going to adopt, like, Anya and just be one big happy family. And it, it's kind of, you're kind of hoping for that, but you you never know because Yor also doesn't know that her brother Yuri is a part of the secret police. And his whole mission is to hunt down Twilight, who now is basically his brother-in-law. So there's that, and there's that intrigue. Also, they get a dog named Bond who is also experimented on, and he can predict the future, and the only person that knows that is Anya. So they have a dog that can predict the future, a daughter who's a telepath, a mother who's an assassin, and a father who's a spy. So yeah, that's Spy Fam. <laughs> it's really good. Um, the new, they just wrapped, I think, season one, or the first half of season one on Crunchyroll, and they're coming out with new episodes in October. Currently, I think volume eight of Spy Family is going to be coming out soon. I know I have volume seven right now, but yes, it's relatively new. I highly recommend it. So next, we have Undead Unlock. This one was very interesting. I don't know how I stumbled upon this, but this one's very, very new as far as a manga. So Undead Unluck tells the story of this young girl named Fuko Izumio or Fuko Izumi. Either way, her name's Fuko. And she's a young girl. She's about 18 years old. And she uh, proclaims that she's a real big fan of manga and everything like that. But she, in the beginning, I believe she says she's going to Spoiler uh, spoiler alerts abound in this episode. Also, there is a mention of suicide as well in this. So Anya, not Anya, getting my, my, anime, my manga mixed up, sorry. Uh, Fuko decides to commit suicide because she has this power, um, this sort of ability that whoever she touches, she ends up, whoever she touches ends up experiencing this huge amount of bad luck. Um, because it's built, it's based upon this trauma of when she was younger, her parents like kissed her on the cheek because they were going on a trip and they ended up dying in this plane crash along with everybody else, which led her to live with her grandfather. Soon after that, her grandfather dies unexpectedly, leaving her sort of like as a hermit and living by herself, avoiding people who touch her, wearing like layers of clothing so nobody touches her. And she doesn't really know nor understand what these abilities are. She just knows that anybody she comes in contact with uh, brings uh, ends up experiencing some huge wave of bad luck and bad things happen to them. So while she's on a bridge about to jump, she proclaims all this information. And here you have this guy, this random guy named um, 
he doesn't really have a name yet until uh, Fuko actually names him. But he's this unnamed, he's this unnamed guy with a card sticking out of his head. He's, I believe, walking around shirtless, and he has white hair and this huge, goofy grin on his face. And um, he's like, oh, so if I touch you, that means I'll probably die if I touch you. And she's like, yeah, just don't come near me. And he basically, she plans on killing herself. She has a knife and then he walks into the knife and he ends up spitting out blood, but he doesn't die. So then you meet undead. So basically you have this character and he cannot die no matter what happens, no matter anything that happens to him, any tragic, not tragic, but traumatic injury to him, he always ends up alive. So you then end up getting introduced to these, uh, they end up getting involved with these other people that are involved in this um, organization where they have these other abilities. They're just basically, uh, I think they call them UMAs, I believe, but it's basically their whole thing. And the synopsis is that you have this guy who has a death wish. She later ends up calling him Andy, undead Andy. And she ends up, uh, basically, his whole plan is, and they're going, while they're together, because she decides to, like, he, his whole plan is, is that he's going to have her trigger a super major event of bad luck, so humongous, that it's going to cause him to die, because he's basically been alive for, like, a hundred years or so, and he just wants to end it as well. And he thinks, oh, yeah, if I get with her, if I sleep with her, basically, that will trigger a huge amount of unluck that will eventually kill me. And she's not having it. She doesn't want to do it because, one, she's been mostly, like, socially... She has major social anxiety because she's she's so afraid of, like, connecting with people that she's afraid that if she does connect with somebody they're going to end up dying on her anyway. So she's very very self-conscious about other self-conscious about herself. She has no confidence and it she's just very shy around other people. Painfully shy. So here you got this guy who's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to sleep with you so you can trigger in a like a huge amount of bad luck so it will kill me." So then he goes about trying to woo her essentially cuz then they find out, "Oh, you, the may, the more the bad luck that occurs depends upon how long you touch the person, uh, how much surface area is covered, and how much you like somebody. So the more she loves somebody, the more the bad luck ends up becoming because that explains what happened to her parents. And a whole bunch of other stuff happens, some supernatural stuff that happens. Um, it's a really weird one, but the the linear storyline is pretty much very basic. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think there were current I'm currently on volume seven. Volume eight is supposed to come out soon, but I highly recommend Undead Unluck. It's pretty funny and it's very action action packed. So along with action pack and just plain weirdness, we're gonna talk about Die Dark. So Die Dark is the second, I believe, manga that um is i i really don't know how to put this into phrases because this one is so weird uh die dark is essentially an, a manga about this basically the writer that brought you dodo hidoro 
uh, the one about the uh, the sort of a the this guy who has a came in for a head and he's looking for his head. That bloody mo- anime and manga, it's the same guy that wrote that. So Die Dark is about this cop. Is it's about this kid essentially? I think he's about seventeen, maybe sixteen. And his whole thing is, uh, he's an alien and he ends up having the, he ends up getting cursed or experimented on or something happens where he one day wakes up and he has these really high, not strong, but like these really powerful powers and he is able to regenerate from his injuries a lot faster than most people. He's kind of like an advanced alien. And one of the things is that if somebody were to take his bones, that it would bring this person like good fortune and good luck. So along the way, he comes across these people that are essentially trying to kill him and extract his bones and good fortune and good. They, they would get granted a wish far beyond their wildest dreams if they were to take his bones. So now he's on the hunt to look for the person that caused him to be like this and what caused this like sort of injustice against him, if you will. And along the way, he has the uh, physical embodiment of death uh, following him around as well because she or he or they, uh, let's just go with they because they, even though the, the, the personification of death is presenting female, they don't really talk about whether their gender or what their gender is. So I'm just going to use they. So they follow them around and then he has his pagey or his kind of like backpack that also is kind of like sentient and it goes around with him as well so if he dies this thing dies so he's trying to keep him out of trouble and keep him alive while also aiding him and trying to find whoever cursed him essentially it's one of those weird space supernatural uh action-packed mangas it's like all over the place it's it's like it makes sense when you're reading it, but just the whole overall presentation of it is just so odd. And on top of that, it's very, very gory and very, very bloody. And I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the storyline. I think it's hilarious. But yeah, go check out Die Dark. Next, we have Chainsaw Man. Now, Chainsaw Man is relatively... Like, it's been out for a while because it has a couple of volumes. I think it's, like, up to, like, 15 or 16, maybe more volumes of this manga. But this manga is, like, relatively getting some hype because the they are adapting it into an anime and it's coming out soon. So it's, it's once again, another straightforward one. You have this kid named Denji. Um, he assumes his uh, father's debt because his father, once again, um, there's another character, commits suicide who commits suicide and he leaves his big amount of debt to his son who then has to pay it off. Now, they live in a world where there's these demons and you can actually get paid for demon corpses. So Denji, along with his like demon dog, uh, Puchita, who is a dog with a chainsaw for a nose, he ends up getting the dog and they do all these like different types of... like He basically like, does all these, like, crazy things just to get money to pay off his father's debt. Sometimes he doesn't eat. Sometimes he gets cheated out of, like, what he's owed. But he's really good, and he's very hardworking at his job, and he doesn't have that many big dreams. So one day, he gets double-crossed by the people that owes him money, and he ends up dying. And in the process of dying, Puchita, as the last-ditch effort to save 
Denji ends up ends up using uh, Puchita's heart, gives it to Denji, and now Puchita is merged with Denji, so Denji becomes this chainsaw man, essentially. He ends up becoming this half-human, half-demon. And along the lo- and along the way, he ends up joining this organization that's bent on trying to d- destroy all these demons and kill all these demons. And along the way, you kind of find out that like his whole his whole purpose in life and his dreams are kind of like very degenerate, if you will. But it's it's really funny. The action is really top tier. And yeah, like I said, it's really funny. So I highly recommend Chainsaw Man. Like I said. The anime is supposed to come out either later this month or sometime next month in the fall. It looks interesting. The art style is a bit different from the manga, but still, I'm hoping they do it justice. But I I know they will. It looks good. Next, we have Kaiju number eight. So the thing that really got my attention with Kaiju number eight is two things. The art style of of the manga and the overall story. So Kaiju number eight is set in Tokyo. And it is set around this guy who it's basically set in around this world where there's all these kaijus that if those of you who don't know, kaiju translates into monster. So there's all these kaijus roaming around this city and they're destroying everything. And it causes uh, one, the main character and his friend to lose their family and their parents. So they make a vow to one another. It's this guy and his best friend. They make a vow to each other that they're going to join the uh, this uh elite fighting force this like police unit that fights kaijus and they make a promise to themselves that they're going to fight these kaijus they're going to work in this department and they're going to defeat kaijus together so you fast forward i want to say either 20 or 10 years or 15 years later and they do just that well actually one of them does the best friend his uh best friend she ends up joining the force and she's like the top officer in this force fighting against kaiju she's like top tier best best officer and he um doesn't necessarily fight he ends up working the cleanup crew that fights after the battles are done ends up taking the body parts of these kaijus and then destroying them kind of like similar to that uh game that uh I think it's a it's it's this video game. It's kind of, it's a simulation where you clean up spaceships. You're part of this cleanup unit, um, this forensic cleanup unit that uh, cleans up these crime scenes. Basically, it's the same thing he's doing. I forget what that was, but it was very interesting and very soothing. <laughs> so basically, he ends up joining that instead. So one day, while cleaning up the site of a kaiju death, he ends up being he ends up swallowing the spirit of one or the, it, it, it's weird, but it's like he ends up swallowing the soul of one of these kaijus or ends up getting possessed by it. So now he can turn into a kaiju himself. Now, on one hand, it's very, very bad because either two things will happen. This unit, this police unit that he promised his friend he would join, they're either going to experiment on him or kill him. So, Another one of the recruits who's interested in joining the police force, he befriends that, this person and he and both of them join the police force, join this task force, join this task force. Sorry, tripping over my words. And they end up trying to join them amongst the ranks and they become new rookies and everything like that. And he's the only one that knows that he turns into this kaiju. 
Um, and he has control over it. It one thing that it does is it makes him it makes him have this enhanced speed and strength, and it's easy for him to destroy other kaiju's. But the thing is, like I said before, if anybody found out, they'd either experiment on him or try and kill him. So he joins the ranks. The thing is, he's like he may have the knowledge for it, but he's super out of shape. He can't like wear any of the materials that they use and stuff like that he's just he's not really that good and he gets by on like the skin of his teeth but that's what kaiju number eight is it's basically this guy who can transform into a kaiju and he's just trying to make the world a better place yeah uh next we have gangsta now gangsta currently is um it's so i've read i've watched the anime first on hulu before i read the manga Watching the anime first and then realizing they had a manga was great. So, essentially with this uh, manga, Gangsta is about the uh, the handyman. Uh, it's set in this fictional town, this fictional lawless town where crime is abound. And you have these guys, Warwick and... What was his name? Nicholas. Warwick, Archangelo, and Nicholas Brown. And they both are these handymen. They're basically the guys that pick up where the law leaves off. Uh, they take care of certain issues that the police can't take care of. And they get, um, they're, they're kind of like those guys, handymen. They help out. Um, then you have, and there's like so much crime involved. There's sex, drugs, crime. And involved in that, you have these uh, advanced humans, if you will, called Twilights. Uh, basically what they are, they're essentially just metahumans. They are like a lot more advanced. They were dog tags and they're kind of enslaved. So Nicholas's story is Nicholas is actually the son of an army, uh, an army military person and a prostitute that his father had sex with and she ended up producing a child. He took the child, he abused the child and the child was actually born deaf. That's Nicholas. So Nicholas also being born of trauma and uh, is tasked with protecting the son of this like diplomat or something named, and his son is named Warwick. Now him, I believe his mother died when she was like, uh, died like later on or something like that. And Warwick wants to leave because his father's abusive and I, I also remember there was some traumatic event that happened where his father abused him so bad that he I think put out a lit cigarette in Warwick's eye causing him to lose his eye. So what happens is Nicholas and Warwick sl slowly become friends. Uh, Warwick ends up teaching Nicholas how to read and on top of that uh, Nicholas becomes Warwick's bodyguard and they become fast friends. Uh, something happens and they flee and they've been partners ever since. Now, in walks, I believe, uh, Alex Benedetto. So Alex is a beautiful, dark-skinned girl that um, ends up becoming a prostitute in their fictional town because she originally wanted to make money for her brother and her father back home. She goes to the city, ends up getting, uh, I believe, conned into becoming a prostitute for her um what do they call it now it's not a they don't call it a, her her trafficker let's call him that he she ends up working with him and like yeah he abuses her he sexually abuses her for forces her into sex work and then eventually 
she ends up dead at the hands of the handyman, and then she goes to work with them. And just a bunch of crime that ensues. It's one of your basic, like, crime. It's like Black Lagoon, but seedier. Like, very, very seedier. And currently, right now, the manga has been placed on a hiatus because the artist and writer of the manga has health issues. Um, so, it, it updates every now and then. There's been a huge cliffhanger since then. But it's it's going along very, very slowly. So I don't know what's going to be the next update for it. I don't know. I was shocked when Volume 8 came out. Uh, currently, right now, it's slightly ongoing. Like I said, the artist and writer currently is experiencing, like, certain health issues. So it's really good. I highly recommend it. I wish there was a Season 2 to the anime, but I can understand. A lot of animes that you want to have a season two never come out with a season two, and that's fine. But yeah, I highly recommend Gangsta. And then there's Gangsta Curse, which is a spinoff dealing with the side backstories of certain characters. Uh, I believe that recently wrapped, I want to say maybe a year or two ago. I have to finish it, but I have, like, I believe volume one. And it basically just delves into a lot of the minor characters' backstories and how they became to be. So I highly recommend those two titles. Next, we have Black Lagoon. Here's another one. Like I mentioned before, so Black Lagoon is a manga set in, once again, another fictional uh, Asian town, kind of akin to like a Thailand and like that sort of seedy sort of uh, underbelly of a crimeless town. So, you have this main character named Rock. And once again, this one is also adapted into an anime. I believe there is an OVA as well. Um, I think it got a season two. Or it just had like 24 episodes. Which is essentially like two seasons. But that one recently wrapped. You can get the DVD and you can get the Blu-ray out. It's out. So, basically with this, um, you have this guy named Rock who he is your so let me let me just backtrack let me just backtrack because there's a lot that involves with some of these titles so you have black lagoon or the black lagoon uh company so what it is is that you have these uh they're sort of like mercenaries if you will they're traders mercenaries um it's rock revy dutch and their um computer hack uh computer hacker benny that's his name so Revy, Dutch, and Benny are these kind of like, they, they're like your delivery people. They, whatever it is for whatever price, they go around delivering guns, money, whatever it needs to be that de- needs to be delivered. They go around and they just do these jobs. And one of the jobs involves them like taking a hostage. That hostage happens to be Rock and he holds on to this very important like disc from this major company that his, that he works with. Newsflash, Rock's uh, employers are a little bit shady and they're involved in some uh, hinky, very hinky stuff. So in doing so, Rock ends up being taken hostage and his company ends up deciding to uh, make a deal with the Black Lagoon company. And what ends up happening is they're like, we'll give you the disc and we don't really care about the hostage. You can have him die. So Rock having this epiphany like, damn, I've just spent my whole entire meaningless life working for this company, they don't care about me, I'm not really doing anything of, of like, note as of late, so just have them pretend that I'm dead, they, 
screw them. I'm leaving my old life behind and I'm going to go leave my life with these people. So he ends up joining up with them and is thoroughly thrusted into the criminal underbelly of this fictional town. And all these like crazy things start to ensue. He starts to become more and more. One of the characters, Revy, who I believe she won't admit it because she's like, it's very like that girls with guns anime style. Um, she, she doesn't want to admit it, but everyone else, well, the friend she has, or friend, and I use that with air quotes, who's like a, a fake nun, uh, kind of sees that she has a huge crush on Rock, but she won't admit it because of her past trauma. But you can definitely see how much she definitely cares about him. So she ends up noticing that he starts becoming more and more corrupt. And I believe volume 12 just came out. But yeah, there's currently 12 volumes. I'm currently on volume, I want to say five. But yeah, there's a lot of like stuff going on. A rock essentially throughout the entirety of the manga uh, is having like a crisis of like whether he should be completely corrupt and become very crooked or should he maintain a sense of morality and maintain like a good uh, outlook on life despite the fact that he's being thrust into a world where hope is far and few and far between. Yeah, highly recommend Black Lagoon. Uh, last but not least, I've also started getting into Fire Force. Now, the thing that really got me into Fire Force was when I was, because I'm usually, like a lot of things with music, comics, I'm always looking for something new to read, something new to listen to, and something new to watch. So when I heard that they were coming out with this anime that was basically, the anime itself was from the creators of the Soul Eater anime. And that immediately caught my attention because Soul Eater is the anime that really, really got me into anime in the beginning. Um, if you've heard my um, past episode, like how I got into anime episode, I talk about I talk a lot about how Soul Eater is the main anime that got me into it. So to see this animation style that I love dearly and to see it in another form of uh, media. I definitely was interested in it. So it's basically about, it's set in this, like, it's once again set in Tokyo in this, like, sort of sense of, like, there is elements of Catholicism in it, and I see it a lot, but it's basically, like, you have this guy who, I think his name, shh, starts with an S. I want to say it starts with an S. I'm bad with names. I didn't really write this down. But you have this character, the protagonist, and he is this kid, and he has these fire abilities. He can he has the devil's footprints, as they call it. So one day, when he was a kid, his his house burned down, and a lot of people assumed it was him that caused the fire because of spontaneous. Like there's this thing going around uh, where humans spontaneously combust and they turn into demons, and it's up to this like. A fire company that will put these people to sleep or put them to peace and also extinguish their flames. So he takes it upon himself when he was younger. He made a promise that he would find out what happened to his mother and his brother because he assumed that they died in the fire. So he makes it his mission to join this fire company and also try and figure out what happened to his brother and his uh, mother and also try and figure out who this demon was that he remembers seeing that probably caused the fire. 
So there's a bunch of secrets. There's the secret society, um, the different fire companies that have their own agendas and everything like that. So you delve more into that. And it's one of those. It's very entertaining. It's very funny. Um, I believe they just wrapped season two of the anime and they just wrapped the manga itself up. So I believe there's like 30, maybe 31 volumes of the manga. So I just recently got volume one, two, and three from C2E2 this year. So I'm going to delve into those once I'm done reading the other ones. So and a couple of other ones that I give honorable mentions to. Uh, I recently got into Blood Lad. Blood Lad I got into because I saw the anime first. And it looked interesting enough. It's about this guy who's like a vampire. And he ends up... Uh, this human who ends up in... The, I don't know how she got in this. But it's the schoolgirl who ends up in his um, world. Because she ends up in this like different dimension. And... She ends up dying and he his whole mission is to bring her back to life because he's super obsessed with like anime culture and like Japanese culture. So he takes upon himself to try and bring her back to life so she can show him all these wonders of like Japanese culture and everything like that. So yeah, those are a couple of the manga that I'm currently reading. I highly recommend all of them. They're all super interesting in their own way. Um, They're mostly like I don't really read that many like slice of life mangas. I mostly read just the action, the shonen ones. But yeah, once again, they are Spy Family, Undead Unluck, Die Dark, Chainsaw Man, Kaiju Number Eight, Gangsta, Gangsta Cursed, Black Lagoon, Fire Force, and Honorable Mention of Blood Lad. All right. Whew, that was a long. <laughs> so everyone, uh, that has been the Status Alternative podcast. Uh, you can find me on Insta- well, yeah, Instagram at roll underscore martyr underscore X. You can follow me on Twitter at roll underscore martyr underscore X. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr as well. Uh, same thing, roll martyr X. Tumblr, I just repost a lot of things and just kind of put my two cents on certain posts and everything like that. But yeah, back on Tumblr, back on Twitter. I'm going to try my best in these next couple of weeks to put out more episodes because I do miss putting out podcasts. It's just like sometimes I feel like I don't have enough time in the day in my like personal life to sit down and just do the things I actually like to do. But who knows? Um, Things are changing. My mindset is changing and here's to the future and all that good, happy uh, stuff. Once again, my name has been Brittany. This has been the Status Alternative Podcast. Now, catch you all on the next episode. Stay alternative.